everybody. How you doing? How you living? Another episode of Talking Football right here. Full slate of betting. Football is back, baby. Especially college football. We had week zero last week. Going to go ahead and humble brag real quick. I went one, two, three, three for mother effing three, baby. Won myself some money and looking to make it two weeks in a row. Now, like I said, a full slate. Mr. Treese has 10 bets to get into. Dan has about eight or seven himself. Maybe even another 10 that he's going to throw in there because he's having a little fun with some prop bets. Me, I'm just going to keep it nice, casual, and cool and just make my bets that I truly believe in and that I trust and that I think can make me money, and then I'm just going to roll with it and then just keep on stacking the dubs because I'm coming for blood this year. I want to win. I want my stats being the best. I just – I really – I really just want to beat Trees. Like, if Dan wins the whole thing and then Trees gets third and I get second again, I'm happy with it. I am. I am fine with that. But enough of me talking. Trees has finished watching Swamp Kings. He wants to get into that. And then we've had a busy day of NFL news as well because it is cut day with preseason being over before the season starts here next Thursday with Chiefs and Lions. But, Trees, let's hear the full analysis and breakdown of Swamp Kings now that you've completed it. Cool. And also, I love that all you care about is beating me because you don't want me to do it five years in a row, right? Four is enough for you. For Happy four me. years. Happy four years. All right. So, yes, I finished Swamp Kings. And uh, last episode, I was like, yeah, this is actually, you know, it's it's not giving us everything that we wanted, but like it was cool and all that. And I hadn't finished the end of it. Um, and like most people, my tone changed dramatically after the final episode, really the final two. Um, the first episode I thought was amazing. It was super cool. They talked about Utah. It was about uh, Irving, you know, obviously coming to Florida, him struggling a little bit year one, needing, you know, Tebow and so on and so forth. We all know that won the title. Um, and then episodes three and four, I really wanted them to start diving into like the issues. Like, it really very much seemed like it just a Urban Meyer like jerk off session. Like it was awful. Like it was so bad. Um, and mm-hmm. they they just didn't really talk about like it. It's called untold, right? And like we all know yep. they won the title. We all know all these stuff. Like the like the only thing that we really didn't know about that they talked about was like the awesome workouts that they did. <laughs> like you know, like the military type stuff that they did. Like other than that. Everybody knew everything that was on that episode, on that thing. So um, it was funny. I came into this thinking there was like no way of really fucking this up. And I kind of feel like they did. Um, like it, it was it was good. It was well done for what they were trying to do, which is try to make it look like Florida wasn't as bad as what they were. <laughs> but like that's not what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted to hear the meat and potatoes, the dirty secrets, all that stuff. And they didn't give it to us. Um, I hear the what's the high school um the, the fake high school whatever it was oh yeah ago on, um, uh, on Hulu. yeah bishop bishop sycamore bishop yeah. sycamore thank you bishop sycamore yeah i or hear that one. Alex, thank you i hear that one's amazing and i'm gonna watch it tonight after we get done with this and that's it. it's on hulu i think it's on hulu or amazon mm. one of the two. Oh my god uh hard knocks comes on tonight doesn't it it does come on yeah, as well. Dude. Yep. I'll be watching that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that is the biggest news in Florida in the last last week, though, Trees, because I just found out that your head coach, Doug Peterson, of the Jacksonville Jaguars, today on Cut Down Tuesday, cut his own son from the roster. He did. Brutal. He's got a new. He's got a new group of sons to keep an eye on because the one that is his sucks. Man, to quote, no, I kind of respect it though. And I'm sure he's probably going to go to the practice squad. And so it's just kind of like, eh, you're cut, but you're still beer. Yeah, I mean, to quote the great Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's move on to cut down day, right? Today was brutal. Like a lot of really, really good players got cut. It felt more dramatic this year because obviously they made it just a one cut day, basically, rather than cutting it into two or three different sessions like it had been before. How do we feel about that? About it being one day? I loved it. I I absolutely loved it. Like, granted, I uh, we had a sick kid, so I was at home most of the day, so I get to sit there and like check Twitter. But I freaking loved it, and I like that a lot of teams. Yes, it was a one day thing, but they still made it like three or four days. You know, so they could sit down and talk to players like, hey, this is what's going on. This is why you didn't make the team. Or, hey, we want to bring you back to the practice squad, whatever it might be. 
but I loved it because it was so much action right away. And now all these guys with it only being a three game preseason, a lot of them have more tape versus if they got cut after week one, you know, and didn't get those additional two games to play. So I think it's a win-win. It was hard to keep up with all the news. Maybe that's because I was also super busy at work. So it was like double whammy there, but um, it was kind of hard to keep up. I thought it was fun. Very much almost. I don't know what I was saying there. I wanted to say something, but I'm not going to say that, but um, it was, it was good. Like I liked it. Like I could see Austin's point, like uh, the other ones felt like a little bit more nice spreading out. They could do it into two. I think that'd be ideal, but anyways, um, that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of kickers were traded today. I mean, yeah. you know, just kind of looking at the news, there's a lot to kind of dive into, and it's hard to be like, hey, this is a full list of players that were cut. Um, I do think, like, seeing all the kickers that were traded today was was pretty – or yesterday, I should say, for everyone listening, I was pretty interesting. But also just kind of some of the offensive linemen. Like, you're looking at the New England Patriots. I think they went and traded for two offensive tackles uh, today. And then one other tidbit that really caught my attention I thought was just kind of hilarious – Every single player that was drafted by the Raiders in 2020 is not on an NFL roster right now. That's crazy. Such bad. Oh. Such bad. That's that's not good. It could in their GM. So that's not go. good. And head um, coach. And head coach. <laughs> okay, two more things. Oh, excuse me. All back. five players that they took in the top 100 are not currently on an NFL roster. Let me correct. Uh, that. That's actually worse. It is. I mean, yeah. That's worse. Insane. Yeah. That their lately runs guys are still around. Okay, two big news. One, let's talk about Jonathan Taylor. Did not get traded. Yes, did not get traded. Dan, I know you're upset because there was some steam picking up that we thought the Dolphins would be able to do it. And then, sorry, let me finish here. And he's out for the first four games because they did not take him off the PUP list. Right. So let's just start with Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, uh, everybody knows he's holding out, wanting to get paid top market for a running back, which is north of 14 million dollars Colts say you're not worth that much money but also if we trade you you're worth a first round pick because you're valuable riddle me that one Jim so yeah Miami was the lead dog and then there was a mystery team uh you saw Miami throughout the day rework Cedric Wilson's deal saved three million dollars they released uh Robbie Chosen Anderson saved three million dollars there they trade Noah Igbenogamy to the Cowboys uh, bring back a corner, save $1.2 million there. And you're like, okay, okay. Miami is pulling a couple levers, making some cap happen. So that way they could sign Taylor to a big deal. And I texted Teresa earlier, and I won't believe anyone that disagrees with the fact that Jim Ursay came in at the last minute and said, we're not doing it. That I think Chris Ballard was all on getting, you know, this is a depreciating asset and a running back, even though he's only 24 years old. By the time the Colts are ready to compete again, JT's window as a, you know, his prime is most likely going to be over. So this isn't an asset that's going to help the Colts on their next big team. Send him to Miami where they're very much so trying to win the Super Bowl. Miami very clearly made the moves appropriate so they could afford the cap and sign to the deal that he wants so he's not going to play for the colts but yet the colts are going to keep him if this seems something like a coked up or they came in last minute and stopped everything and i hate it i hate everything about it austin i'm i'm sorry for you i <laughs> think the mystery team was real i don't think that was just kind of like a, a flare-up or just like a hiccup to try and throw the dolphins or asking them to get more i do think there was another team I mean, I do think that other team was the Chicago Bears. Like, yeah, they have a deep running back room, but they don't have, like, a direct stud. They don't have a guy that, you know, is great in both facets of the game that can catch the ball out of the backfield and also run between the tackles and make a play every time. And I do think that would be a huge addition to Justin Fields. Sir. I have a buddy who's a Bears fan, and I talked to him about it, and he was like, I do not want Jonathan Taylor, and I don't want to pay him $15 million a deal. That's because they got year. Khalil Herbert. Like, Khalil Herbert's a stud. Mm, you know, they also got Roshan Johnson and Deontay Foreman. See, Roshan Johnson <laughs> might be kind of interesting or fun, but like at the same time, that, neither of those guys are are Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan no, Taylor is one of the better backs in the league, and if you can get him for one of the two firsts that you have, then yeah, absolutely go make that happen. Oh, I'm Another not thing to keep an eye on for the Chicago Bears, keeping an eye on for the fact that they might go trade for Chris Jones. That'd be fun. Brian Poles, the current general manager 
of the Chicago Bears is from Kansas City. Clearly, the relationship is there, the knowledge of the players, the knowledge of Chris Jones, and to have all the freaking cap space. Kind of one of those deals where it's like, well, you don't really want to see Chris Jones leave the Chiefs, but the possibility of it is very realistic. What would you want back, like in terms of a player? A player? Or do you think it would be strictly picks? Okay, like this is gonna sound cocky because like the Chiefs, like they they truly do have depth. Okay, you want Justin Fields? Field. I get it. Okay. No, I mean, like defensive line wise, like the Chicago Bears, they're like, yes, you're gonna want something in return. But like, I don't know the Bears roster off the top of my head to be like, oh, like this is exactly who you'd want back. So draft okay. Jones, because like it's clearly gonna take a first, but like you're not gonna get a first and a premium player for him. Sure. I mean, they did sign Yannick Ngakwe. Granted, he's a you know outside end, but that one could guys. be interesting. But at the same time, it's like that would actually probably work because they're just they're young sign, on the right now. Yeah, slide Karloftis in and have a little day. I guess that Making would be a, a first in Yannick Ngakwe for Chris okay. Jones, and then you pay thirty million dollars a year if you're Chicago because that's what he wants. Reese, what do you think? Um, I guess about what we're we talking about, Chris Jones. About Taylor, about Taylor. We're going back to Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, I think that I think the Colts just straight up fucked up a little bit. Um, which hey, I don't I don't mind seeing as a Jags fan. Uh, they should have traded him, got what they could out of him, even if that was a second and a fourth, second and a third, like. Like, look at what Christian McCaffrey uh, brought Christian back. Second, third, fourth, fourth. That's what Christian McCaffrey brought back. Like, why could it not be a second and a four, two fourths, right? And just be like, okay, like, that's what it is. But, again, good. He's not going to play the first four games. Jags played them week one. So, um, Anthony Richardson going into his first NFL game without his elite running back. Cool. Good for me. Um it just shouldn't have pissed him off in the first place. But anyways, um, so that's my opinions on it. Uh, bummed to not see him move, get moved. I was hoping that I was hoping that he would get moved just for the excitement of it. Uh, if it was the Dolphins or whoever, it didn't really matter to me. Um, and then as for Chris Jones, I mean, he's about, what, he just turned 29, so he's got a few years left. Um, yeah, I think – a first is a possibility. I still don't think that he'd go for a first, though, at basically pushing age 30. I just don't see it. But that's just me. Um, honestly, I hope the Chiefs he, – he, he's just a Chief to me. I I hope they find a way yeah. to make it work. I, I want him to stay, too, but I just – he's not reporting to camp. There's apparently no, there's apparently no communication going on from both sides, and he wants a ton of money. It's just like, oh, man. Can't the Chiefs just like – get, You know, it's your last, it's your last year to Chiefs... get your big deal our last opportunity to get a big contract like this. But at the same time, it's like, dude, just come back and keep things rolling. Like, don't be the hiccup in the potential dynasty that's in Kansas City right now. Like, go – just go like, – and I hate saying this because, you know, you always want to root for the players. I feel like that's something we pride ourselves on doing as well. But it's just like, dude, like, don't be the distraction. Like, I get you want your money, but, like, come in and, like, let's get back to work and get to going after a championship instead of sitting out eight weeks and – whatnot like if you miss eight weeks of football there goes your opportunity to be defensive player of the year there goes your opportunity to get 20 sacks in a season like it just you're throwing those opportunities out the window to chase a bag that you may not get even if you do have the season in kansas city and leave it just it stinks can't the yeah. chiefs like restructure mahomes and make 50 million dollars in cap instantly why don't they just do that front load of contract chris jones it doesn't affect their books at all and everybody's happy because this is the first year that Mahomes' contract hits like $45 million. So they can't they can't do that anymore. That's bad record keeping. Um <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Okay. We had a trade, we had a trade over the weekend that was shocking to say the least. Uh not that the player got mm-hmm. traded, just mm-hmm. to the team. Uh, Trey Lance, former number three overall pick, goes to the Dallas Cowboys. 
like if there was ever a team that would love to be like, yeah, we fucked you, Niners. It it is yeah. them, right? Like this is like, and no, he's not Deion Sanders level, but it reminds me of like Deion going from Niners to Cowboys and that type of stuff, and like see what happens type stuff. Like it's weird to see. And I know they're not the rivals that they were back in the '90s, but like it as a fan, I'm like those two making a trade. That's interesting, you know. So I I completely agree because they had their playoff bouts, right? Like the Niners have been beating the Cowboys and knocking them out of the playoffs, and it's just like you're gonna trade a quarterback to Dallas who you've not gotten enough game tape on to even see. Like I don't know. I don't. I think I do truly think this is a mistake by the Niners, and this could be something that haunts them. But I also don't know why Dallas is the team that's going and getting him when you have Dak Prescott. Are you just thinking Dak's not going to be good? Are you thinking he's not going to be healthy? And if you run into that again, it's like, yep, then here's Trey Lance. And also the rumor that Jerry Jones just went rogue and did this on his own and didn't tell McCarthy or Dak that he was going to do it. He just did it. What is going on? That's hilarious. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's not like Dak can get moved in the next two years, anyways. He's still it's like a sixty million dollar cap hit over the next two years. So he's there. I mean, you yeah. I mean, given he also they also gave up basically nothing. I mean, what was it like a yeah. fifth rounder? Fourth, like fourth, a fourth? Yeah. Like, like so it's a day three pick. Yeah, exactly. So I thought it was interesting. I was I was watching the t- I was watching one of the games prepping for one of my drafts and that just popped up and I was like, what? the hell just happened so mm-hmm. it's exciting I mean, man. for a four i can't believe the vikings didn't do it personally i thought that I was agree. i mean we got yes. Kirk cousins in a contract year i mean you bring trey lance in see what you got uh and then you know you can make a decision as the vikings have really like bought in on this youth movement you know and if nothing else you know if he does show out and you're in a position you could flip him to go get a quarterback you know a drake may that you really 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 want or something like that because you know, teams are always looking for quarterbacks, always. So I just, yeah, I don't get – the Vikings were the team to me that I was like, why – if the price was a four, why were you not making that deal? Yeah, yep. My, te- my team was the, the same thing. My team was the Falcons. Why didn't you make that deal? Because Desmond Ritter's awesome. But if he doesn't play out, right, like – and you would know after you about Caleb eight weeks. Williams. Yeah, but they're not going to be now like that team. The way they play, they're not going to be in contention for the number one seed. Even if That's even fair. even if Ritter is bad, like they're still like think about it. Last year, Mariotti was awful, right? And they still had like god awful. And he they were still at one what, point they were like four and four, and they lost yeah. three games in a row by less than one score. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like they literally like and still were like not even a top five pick. They were like eight or nine. I can't remember something like that. So. Yep. I can see I can see the Falcons not doing it from the standpoint of I think bringing in a Trey Lance would negatively impact Ritter. Um, whereas with the Cowboys or the Vikings, there's an established starter there where if you bring Trey Lance in, I think you know the whole the second string quarterback's the most popular guy in town. It's fair. I think that happens immediately with Atlanta because Desmond Ritter hasn't established himself as an NFL quarterback to this point, where you know Kirk Cousins and Dak have. Yeah, so I can see that for Atlanta, but otherwise, yeah, I, I get your you know point completely. We're having you know as many bites of the apple down in Atlanta from the quarterback position could benefit them depending yeah. how the season plays. That's for sure. Yep. All right. All right. Now, before getting into bets here, one more team that we need to get into in the quarterback position, staying in the NFC as well, the Arizona Cardinals. What the hell are you doing? You just traded. You're, you just released Colt McCoy. You're not going to announce a starter because you don't want to give an opposing team a competitive advantage. And Kyler Murray, there's really no update on him. I'm sorry, Cardinals. Like, there is the competitive advantages that you have a quarterback. And the one viable smidge of an option that you had is like a 36-year-old Colt McCoy. Like, what are you doing? Like, I know you want to tank, but, like, if you're anyone else on that roster, you don't want to play. If you're Budabaker... Well, who the hell are you going to lead? Some scrubs? You have absolutely nothing to look forward to, a team in this season. Like you're just you've realized like we stink again. If the Miami Shoot. Dolphins got investigated for tanking for starting Ryan Fitzpatrick, Arizona, I have bad news for you. Because if your reason for not naming a starting quarterback 
is as Austin said to gain a competitive advantage. Their head and coach also, literally said and that. And you just and you just traded away Colt McCoy, who is head and shoulders better than either you know Tune or Joshua Dobbs. Come on, guy! Like, come on! Yeah, I'm I'm looking at you, Arizona. What are you doing? I used to be excited about James Conner from a fantasy standpoint because I thought that offense could at least be functional with Colt McCoy. Now I'm really worried, like legitimately worried. And I know these are still NFL players, but the disparity of talent is going to be very real when they play like the 49ers and stuff twice a year. That's going to get so ugly. So ugly. Yep. And like in the, as of two hours ago, this is the update for the Cardinals. Jonathan Gannon, the head coach for the Cardinals, says he won't name a week one starting quarterback because he wants to maintain a competitive advantage. They have released three out of their four quarterbacks they had during all of training camp in the final cut. Colt McCoy, David Blau, and Jeff Driscoll were all let go. Josh Dobbs, who they just traded for, and Clayton Toon, who they selected in the fifth, are who they currently have. That's from you know who they... uh, Ari Mirov, my sports update on Twitter. Quote, just quoting right there what he tweeted. You have nothing. And maybe, maybe you have something in Clayton Tune, quarterback from Houston who who lit it up. That's cool. But no. Justin, do you have anything on this? Uh, that I think that Clayton Tune can do things that Colt McCoy can't. So I actually don't have a problem with Colt McCoy being released. So I'm fine with Cole I, McCoy being released as well, it's but it's the just phrasing the fact of, of it. it's now the, you're it's going like, ooh, we don't want to give a competitive advantage, but our starter could be the guy we just traded for or the guy we took in the fifth round who's at least been here through training camp. Like, it's just, it, that's stupid. That is a stupid new head coach thing to do. Yeah, I you mean, know, I don't agree with it, but I'm not you guys. I don't agree with that approach. You're right. But also, like, I hope to gets the job because like I want to see him sling it around. I I want to see a 25 touchdown 19 interception type season from him. Like but he'll throw for 39 to 4000 yards. You know who should play quarterback for the Cardinals this year? I'm trying to think of what smart ass comment you're going to say here. Yeah, say that ask your question again. <laughs> Do you know who should be playing quarterback for the Cardinals this year? Jamison Willen. Well, no, nope. a team cut the best quarterback on their team uh, today. The New England Zappy Patriots Bailey. cut Zappy Bailey Zappy, baby. I can't believe it. The Patriots seriously waived their top two quarterbacks today in Bailey Zappy and Malik Cunningham. Malik Cunningham is probably going to come back on the practice squad, but Bailey Zappy, the Zap man, Western Kentucky legend. Yeah, he, that's who I want that's to see a Mac sling Jones it down call. in Arizona. I guarantee you that's a Mac Jones call. Get this fucking guy out of here. I don't want to worry about him. Well, uh, rumor is that they're actually going to bring in Colt McCoy. So a <laughs> little bit of a little bit of a devil's three way there. Was between he Bill, in Bill Houston Colt McCoy with uh, O'Brien? He, he could have been Bill O'Brien at any Maybe. time. Colt McCoy's been any everywhere, man. Everywhere. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. remember that. But so. anyway, but he's right. dominated in Texas, and anyway, that's what we remember. Speaking of which, I have a giant talk. poster of him in my house right now. Let's talk bets, Love guys. It. Let's talk right. bets. Yep. Let's get into it. So, who wants to start off? Do we want me to go first since I have the least, and just let you guys take over? Because uh, I legitimately only have five, and it's a, a quick punch analysis. And I'm going to put five dollars on, and if I win, I'm going to win another hundred and fifty bucks. Go for it. Okay, let me let it load real quick because we all know me and my internet, super slow. Okay, I have three over-unders and then I have two spreads. I almost went all the way over-unders and then thought, can't be doing that. They're going to call me out. No, no, no. And then you guys start messaging back and forth like, hey, I know we said no more money lines, but can we do that if it's only this amount? And then it's like, oh, hey, can we do like player prop bets? And I'm like, mm. I'm sticking to the two things I know best and the two things that make me money. That's over-under and spreads. So my first over-under is going to be uh, the big matchup this weekend that Teresa is actually going to be at, the Florida-Utah game. I am taking the over at 44 and a half. I really, really, really wanted to take Florida. I think it's at plus three and a half or four and a half. It might be even a little bit more than that. Just due to the fact that I do think this is going to be a very close 
game. And it's going to come down to like a game winning field goal by Utah. And Trees is going to have the time of his life in a victory over an SEC team to open up the season there in Utah. But my first over is 44 and a half Florida versus Utah. And then I'm going to go my team, the Texas Longhorns versus Rice. I'm taking the over at 58 and a half. I do think Texas just lights it up as they should playing Rice. Uh, and this should be the start of the season where we, people are looking at Texas and being like, okay, hey, this offense has some serious firepower. Next up, USC. I'm rolling with them. I got it last week when I played San Jose State. Not going to lie, got a little nervous there. Kind of heading into the second quarter when I think the score was like 14-7. to 7. I was like, oh, man, USC upset alert. This isn't looking good. And then they took off in the second half and Caleb Williams made some magic happen but this week they face Nevada and I'm taking that over at 67 and a half now we head into my two spread bets Clemson by 13 versus Duke I'm taking it this is more of a oh no Austin said something about Duke a couple weeks ago and Teresa and Dan were both like hey actually Duke is going to be a pretty decent team this year you might want to look out for him I'm taking him right here Clemson to win by 13. Screw you, Duke. I hope you suck at football just because I was wrong on what I said, but I want to somehow remain right in a way where I can look at it and be like, mm, I was so wrong I was right. But here we go. Next spread, Purdue favored by three and a half versus Fresno State. Okay, you know what? Missing, uh Hurd is right there. I think I just said his name wrong. The former starting quarterback at the University of Hudson Card is the name. I just That's the name. two letters. I'm so bad at doing that. Hudson Card has made the transfer to Purdue. And so I'm going to roll to former Texas guy. You're playing Fresno's team favored by three and a half. Baloney. He's going to make some plays. This offense is going to have some fun. It's a Big Ten team versus a, a team that's probably going to end up in the Pac-12 because they don't have anyone else to stay there once everyone else heads to the Big Ten with Purdue. So I'm going to take Purdue favored by three and a half versus Fresno State, and those are my five bets heading into this week, and I cannot wait to win some money. And then whenever we want to make our parlay or, excuse me, podcast parlay, I will have my things ready to go. Up until then, ready to listen to you guys rock and roll, baby. All right. Awesome, Treese. Let's do uh, five and five. I'll do five. You do five. I'll do five. You do five. Because I just don't want to listen to myself talk that much, if we're being honest. So, all right. First one. I'm also starting Thursday night with the Utes. I'm taking Utah in the game. Six and a half point favorite versus the Florida Gators. And then I have my favorite bet of the week. Treese, this is what I tease you about. This is the player pot prop I wanted permission for. Utah running back. Jaquinton Jackson over 0.5 touchdowns. That feels like an easy bet. That feels like an easy bet. Utah's going to oh, run the ball. Even if Cam is, if Cam's playing or not playing, either way, they're going to run the ball a lot. Yeah. So I think that's a smash play right away. Uh, next one, I needed in my soul. I needed a bet on the Colorado game this weekend because I know I'm going to watch it because it is probably the, that's like, in my opinion, the most interesting game just because of the Colorado program, not because it's going to be quality football. Spoiler alert. It won't be. I ended up thinking, Hey, let's just take the over. So Colorado at TCU. I want to see how TCU reloads after going to the playoff last year, Colorado. I just, I just want to see what the hell's going on. The over is at 64. I think Colorado's defense is going to be terrible. Their offense has nothing to do with Dion. I think Sean Lewis, the OC, is brilliant, and he's going to do some really fun things. So I'm taking the over at 64. And then just like Austin, spread Purdue. I got him at two and a half, man. So you might want to adjust your numbers. I got him at two and a half from DraftKings in the first half against Fresno State. Love that. And finally, before I kick it over to Treese, the playoff representative from the Big Ten, Penn State, as a 20-and-a-half-point favorite hosting West Virginia. I think West Virginia is going to be trash. Penn State starts the march to the playoff this weekend, folks. It might even be a whiteout. Okay, it might even be a whiteout. Not sure, but either way, Penn State, three tutties. Love to see it. All right. Okay. Um, yes, the Jackson one is a lock at point over 0.5. That's great. You both taking stuff with the Florida Utah game gets the juices flowing a little bit. Love to see it. I am not betting on that game, not because I am not confident, but I told everybody that every bet I make, I'm going to make in real life. 
And since I'm going to be in Salt Lake, it is not, I'm not able to do sports gambling until Friday evening when I'm back home. So I'm not betting on that game. Um, but I tried to go in like by times in the day that these games are played. So like from early to late night. So um, I'm starting off with, I also needed to bet on that Colorado game. Um, I'm taking over 13 and a half total points in the Colorado TCU game in the first quarter. So over 13 and a half first quarter, because I also believe Colorado's defense is going to be trash. I think TCU's offense is still going to be very good. And I could see Colorado's offense being good. So over 13 and a half there in the first quarter. Uh, I will then move over to the Tennessee Volunteers. Everybody that listened to this podcast knows that I jumped on Tennessee very early last year, as in July, um, and said that this team was going to be a juggernaut. I think this offense is still going to be very good. I'm taking the over 41 and a half total points for Tennessee. And then uh, going to a spread game, I'm taking Utah State at plus 25 and a half against Iowa. Um, Utah State's going to be pretty bad this year, but I just don't see them losing by four touchdowns, basically, to Iowa. I just don't see that being that high of the scoring game. Um, fourth game, I'm going to an under here for a Big Ten matchup in Ohio State versus Indiana under 33 and a half in the first half. I just don't see... 35 points being scored in the first half. Uh, it could be, I see multiple outs, right? Indiana can't score and Ohio State scores 31. Um, I see Indiana making one or two stops. If you make one or two stops in the first half, you're not hitting this over. So um, going under on the 33 and a half, uh, this one is plus money. And I love this bet. Wisconsin. Minus seven and a half in the first quarter against Buffalo at plus 124. Minus seven and a half. Let's get up 10 nothing. Go into the second quarter feeling good. Let's ride there. There's my first five bets. I love it. Hey, anytime you're taking Wisconsin, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the bet. Uh, I'm sticking with Austin, actually. We're going to ride on Clemson as a 13-point favorite against Duke. I do think Riley Leonard is good. I do. I also think Clemson's extremely good. I think Clade Kubnick, Clade, Cade, Klubnik, and Will Shipley are going to have themselves a day all over the Blue Devils. So give me Clemson. Next one, we're going to ride some vibes here. Uh, taking Hawaii as a three and a half point dog against Stanford. Listen, Hawaii's not good. They're not. Whatever happened last week, Hawaii's still not very good. But Stanford has to go out to Hawaii, and Stanford is basically a glorified G5 team right now, if that may be a G5 team. They were a bad team last year, and then everyone left in the transfer portal. I think they're going to be truly terrible. So Hawaii, riding a little high right here. I think they might get Stanford, if not, to keep it within three. Uh, an over-under bet for you. Team I told you preseason I was going to be betting on frequently was the Texas State Bobcats and Malik Hornsby. We'll stay betting on them. They play Baylor this weekend. Texas State team total of 16.5, taking the over. They're going to score three touchdowns, folks. They're going to. That's going to happen. And then my last bet is, of course, Wisconsin, and I'm taking the team over in the game of 40.5. I think Wisconsin gets to at least 42 in that one with the new high-powered offense. So, that's my slate. Love it. All right. I will go back to my final five. Okay. Uh, you you already talked about Penn State at minus 20 and a half against West Virginia. I also took that because if you all remember when we did our previews, I said West Virginia was going to take last in the Big 12. Here it is. They're going to start off with a loss there. Minus 20 and a half for Penn State. Uh, another over for you. I'm going to take a first quarter over of over 13 and a half. So similar to that Colorado TCU game, but this one is for you, um, USC. I'll, I'm going to say USC, but I don't actually mean California. I mean, South Carolina and North Carolina. A little rivalry going on there. I think both teams find a way to get into the end zone in the first quarter. Next bet. I'm taking Texas Tech minus seven and a half at in the first half 
at Wyoming. I think Texas Tech is going to be very, very good. I don't see how they could not be up by more than a touchdown. Uh, next one, I brought this game up a few weeks ago. Um, Tulane, minus six and a half against South Alabama. Really, really like this. Tulane, I think, is still going to be amazing. Yes, I know South South Alabama's defense is pretty solid, but I still find I still see them winning by a touchdown there. Uh, next game, I'm super excited about this game just in general. Coastal Carolina at UCLA. That game is going to be fun. And I'm taking Coastal Carolina at plus eight and a half at UCLA. I think this game is a one-score game when it's all said and done. I do think UCLA wins it, but um, I I like them at plus. Oh, and, I, and I'm sorry. This is plus eight and a half in the first half. I did not uh, update that. It is eight and a half in the first half. And then... Last one. I think that's it. Yep, that is it. Now I'm on to my parlays. So those are my 10 bets for the week. Um, Austin, do you have your parlay ready? Yes, sir, I do. Sorry, I've been uh, updating my Excel sheet as you guys talked about your bets. I was listening, but at the same time, I was like, let me go ahead and knock out two birds and one stone. Uh, for my own parlay, though. Um, <clears throat> so, excuse me here. With my three that I have, I'm going to go with my USC bet, which is the over at 67 and a half, my Texas bet, which is the over at 58 and a half, and then I'm going to smash the other over with Florida versus Utah at 44 and a half as well. So those are going to be – that's going to be my parlay um, for this week. I'm just sticking with my with my over-unders. I feel more confident in doing those than I do just kind of mixing up with spreads because – I buy too much into hyper emotion. I think I got really lucky last week with Hawaii, but that's kind of the reason why I took it. And then, you know, you come in here today and Dan's over here like, I don't know what happened last week, but you know what? It's not going to happen this week. They suck. So thank you, Dan. I mean, he still took him to win though. Um, <laughs> so um, go ahead, Dan. I was just going to say, I realized I only listed off nine of my bets. I forgot. I will be taking Saturday night, Florida state plus two and a half against LSU. Our Seminoles. Uh, anyway, so for my uh, parlay, I'm taking the automatic lock of Jaquentin Jackson over 0.5 touchdowns, Purdue in the first half as a two and a half point favorite, and then Clemson as a 13 point favorite going up to Duke. Is it up to Duke? They go up to Duke, right? Yep. Yes, they go up that's how the map. That's how the map works. Yeah, that okay. is how they work. North and south. That is how that works. All right, my bet. Look I'm at them go, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. I am taking Texas Tech minus seven and a half in the first half against Wyoming. I'm taking the over 41 and a half in Tennessee. And then I'm taking Tulane at minus six and a half there against South Alabama. Those are the three that I'm taking. All right. Now, over to the talking football parlay. Boys, USC fucked us last week. They had it with two minutes left, and then they allowed a bullshit touchdown. Just didn't do anything. USC confirmed, still soft. They're going to get running. Is USC public enemy number one on this podcast? Like, let's okay, let's not give it to them yet. But in the early running here, one weekend, USC is public enemy number one. Yeah, I just no, know because if they're we're keeping track for me, and I'm a Caleb Williams fan. This is about so the this is a team. This is a team. This is the public. So they can't be the dark. They can't. They can't be the bad right. guys here. Uh, you're right. Um, how about uh, how overrated the saying uh, "Texas is back"? Can we all be on that page? Uh, well, that's just silly. Is it? I, I just feel like it now. It's a. It's like a more of a joke than a statement. It's not a funny joke. Yeah, it was never a joke. It was serious. Was it, it sucks that it hasn't been serious yet? Yeah, this yeah. is the year though. This is I don't I don't feel like I've ever said that and be like, oh, we got him here, you know, <laughs> quite the jokester. Ha ha. No, it's like, please, for the love of God, be back. Yeah. All right. Okay. I have oh. office decorations up now. I have people talking about. It. I have people being like, "You're Longhorns fan," but yes, shut up. Just let me root oh. for them in silence. <laughs> love it. So, you know, when you they win stuff in your you're office, you're all gonna hear about it. You hang stuff in your office, but you don't want people to ask you about it? No, I don't want them talking shit about it. It's like, all right, hey, like I get it. They've been bad. I can be the first one to tell you. But you you also got to be honest. That's a pretty cool decoration piece. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And we, and we go a better way. 
Who are we doing for the talking football parlay, boys? What do we got in so far? We have nothing in so far, so, so let's uh let's pick some okay. games. Let's put in from me. I'll take that Wisconsin team over a 40.5. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. And I did not use that in my personal parlay. Okay. Yeah, what's our rule with that? We don't have our no, bet it bet can't be doesn't involved. go into it. I mean, that's not necessary. We just no, we, but I thought we we had better luck doing that last year. Yeah. We so year or we starting over. Whatever the hot hand was last year doesn't even matter. Is that what our, our mindset is? Yeah. Yeah. It's a new year. Yep. Okay, exactly. if that's the case, Texas over 58 and a half rice. I feel like that's an absolute that's a great bet. 58 and a half, is that what it was? Yep. I also can't say great bet without thinking of filmic and being like great fucking bet. <laughs> I just also want you guys to be in on that inside joke where I'm like, great bet. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Um I say give me the over 13 and a half Colorado TCU first quarter. Yeah, I like that. I like it a lot. Okay. How do you All guys right. how do you get you how do you guys over feel? 13 and a half first quarter? Yeah. Yeah. Are we worried about Deion Sanders' impact at all in TCU coming in without uh, experienced players on offense to start the year? That's I my mean, only concern with that bet. I think Colorado's defense is going to be so bad it won't matter. So it's so bad, and let's not forget their their TCU's quarterback was the starter last year before he got hurt. No, no, no. I know that, but that was also with like Quentin Johnston, and right now, like you don't have you don't have your stud receiver there anymore. Uh, I mean, it's seven points, right? Like, it's not like we're asking them to score 90. Like, it's I thought you said 13 and a half. over 13 and a half total between yeah. those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it's each call, each team scores a touchdown. If, we're good. If each well, no, team I scores, understand that math, but I'm also thinking like Colorado's offense probably isn't going to score. But uh, I can see it's TCU's offense being struggling to score that first quarter. I can see if Colorado. If you two are confident with it, I'm overruled, and that's it. Okay, I'm just so throwing in. that out there. Fine. Right. Just How a do question. We, now, if now you guys more, are confident in it, boom, slide it in there, boys. Now, now I'm more invested in this bet because now it's going to be a – if it's a loss, then Austin gets to say, like, I told you so. So, But I won't do you, that because I'm too nice. No, you'll, you'll, for sure, you'll for sure start off the episode next week with it. So, yeah, um, but – All right, okay. Next. What else you guys got? Uh, all right. uh, Dan, um, Dan, we both have Penn State at minus 20 and a half. Sounds like it's going in. And that Austin was our bet I, last year. That's what it was last year. If we if multiple people have it, we mm-hmm. put it in. Yeah. Yep. And I, Austin I and I good. Austin and I both have Clemson as well. Then that's what it is. Clemson at minus 13. Um, I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna say this. I almost <laughs> this, I, I almost put this in too. Ooh, Clemson. Buddy. Yeah. I I, I almost put in that Hawaii bet too, but I, I psyched myself out of it. So I, I was, uh I wanted the Tennessee bet bad, and like we were texting about it, and I was like, "Yeah, it's a great bet." And then tonight, I totally forgot about it. Gotcha. See, great so bet, we're man. good. Great so bet. We're good. Okay, cool. So we're good. So this this is what's great about it, right? I because like I don't feel great about the fifty eight and a half um, for Texas, and Austin doesn't oh. feel good. And Austin doesn't feel good with my thirteen and a half, which is good. Like we shouldn't feel comfortable with these. Five game parlay. I don't. Well, I mean, I'm, this is going to come up as me like taking this disrespectful, but I'm not going to. But like, why is that not going to hit the over for Texas versus Rice? Because I don't think that Texas. I mean, if Texas is good as everybody thinks they are, I still don't believe that they can put up over fifty points, and it's Rice. So I don't see how Rice wait. can put up over over, over seven. Like let's let's just say okay, let's just say Rice puts up ten points. That means Texas has to put up fifty one. Mm-hmm. So that's why. So it, it's no disrespect. That's a, a very mm-hmm. it's yeah. that that is my that is my thought is that like Texas just isn't going to put up over fifty points. So, anyways, uh, well, I'm really glad everybody. I'm really glad everybody liked my best tonight. That makes me feel good. <laughs> Here's a solid bub. Appreciate this it. Is, this is no disrespect to Austin. Like Austin, this is no disrespect. It just makes me nervous. Just like how you just said. No, Colorado, I was, yeah. 
it just makes me nervous. Just like how Colorado TCU and TCU not being able to score points makes you nervous. So it's all good. I just I love it. I think the real victory is the friends we made along the way. Yeah, Jesus. awesome. Why why are you so upset, Bob? You want to talk about it? You know, I'm gonna save, I'm just gonna go space. home and cry because I thought you were that disrespectful. You're already at home. Yeah. That's the joke. Thank you. Yeah. Um thank you for telling me I I'm not in Kansas anymore. Is it is oh, it funnier this way? Speaking of Kansas, uh your your alma mater plays Kansas this weekend, right? Mo State, baby, gonna get smoked. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, for any of you that follow us on social media, we'll try to get the uh the odds out for our bet for the talking football parlay this week. And we'll go from there. Luckily, all of these games are on either Saturday. Yes. Yes. Yep. Except Actually, that Utah Florida game that is on Thursday. Yeah, the uh, Friday Thursday. Thursday night game. Yeah, but that's not in our parlay. That isn't right. No, so, but you are there though, and you're gonna have a blast, and I'm super happy for you. I'm nervous, man. Um, I hope that I hope that when Utah comes out of the tunnel, I hope that they start playing Bad Moon Rising, and it's the announcement that Cam Rising is playing. That's what I hope. Um, I'm do you think that gives them a? Do you think what have I missed? Naming, Why is he not? He tore his, not he tore his ACL in the Rose Bowl. Do you think that not naming a starting oh quarterback gosh. is giving Utah a competitive advantage? It was funny when you guys brought this up. I was like, I'm dealing with this shit right now, boys. <laughs> um, honestly, in college, I think it might. Legit, it might in college. Who's their, who's their backup? Yeah, I didn't realize he tore his ACL. Yeah. So um, they had a backup, and then he got hurt in one of their scrimmages a couple weeks ago. So they're on their third string is he, quarterback. Is he back? No, he's out for the next like four weeks. And who's so? Who's the third string? Like, tell me it's not a freshman, please. It's Brandon Barnes. He played in, good quarterback name. Good quarterback name. But he's but he put so he's the one that came in for Rising in the Ohio State Rose Bowl yeah. through a touchdown. Awesome. So he's got experience. Oh, good. Last year he played all of Washington State because um, Rising okay. was out, and then he played in the second half of last. Oh, year's so Rose he's Bowl. yeah, he's he's, he's ready to rock. He's played. Is yeah. uh is is my and, boy plan? Brent Keithy is also not an unknown. Fuck. We don't know on either of them. You, you can't say he's not. He's an unknown. I, I was going to say he's not cleared, um, but I actually don't know if he got cleared or not in the end. But um, he he's an unknown as well. We have no idea if either of them are playing. So, so Tracy, my next question. Is 44 and a half on the over a bad bet now? Uh, I would – In would, his head. I'm not – no, just keep – just roll with it, dude. Go with your gut. Um. It well, my be- gut changes now that your starting quarterback's out with an ACL, and for some reason I my did not know that. My gut's nervous as shit. Yeah. yeah. My gut is in my throat. Well, the ceiling are- is the roof. You've already said it on the podcast, so it can't be deleted. Uh, Where's the best part about the podcast? We're still recording, and if they made it all the way to the end, they know I changed my bet. Are you taking <laughs> the under now? I think I'm just removing the bet as a whole. Just pulling Wait. it. Okay, so then what's in your parlay? Now what's in your parlay, Austin? Purdue three and a half versus Fresno State. Yeah, baby. Purdue, per, don't go breaking my heart. Let's go. Yeah. All right, okay, switch it up. Go for Hudson it. Hudson Card. I'm doing it right now. And Trace, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I am sorry. I just, I can't handle that. that that's Anxiety. too much for me to deal with. I can't imagine. I don't know how you're dealing with it. I'm not dealing Honestly, with it. Honestly, T's and P's in respect to you. Dude, I took Utah. I I took Utah in the points. I ain't, I ain't scared. So this is the thing. Well, so, I would be terrified now, and that's not even me. I I knew that going in. Who's Florida starting quarterback? By the way, who did Graham, who's Florida? Graham, Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz. What's called him? Don't say he's, he's not from here anymore. Are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah, and he he I, awesome. Uh, guess what? Utah's guess back. What? We're taking the over. Graham Mertz went to hey, Florida as the starting quarterback. Uh, I completely and guess what number that. he wears? Guess what number he's wearing? Six. Fifteen. Fifteen. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what? Stay yeah. for when you when hey Riley, when you tweet this or Joshua tweets it, you gotta say you gotta wait till the end for breaking news because <laughs> I can't believe Austin didn't know that. I did not know that I yeah, missed that completely. And the fact that he's wearing 15, who do you think you are? He, he got permission. Just came out. 
Dude, he got permission get from Tebow. Get boot off the field. I know. I can't wait. So wait, so what an idiot! Not like what? What's happening right now? No, I'm not that game. It's just this stupid. It's gonna be such a bad quarterback play game that they're it doesn't they're gonna cancel the game. Like, sorry guys, this sucks. Here's your money back. Well, first off, we're gonna run it down. There Probably not, there. but it's just like. And second off, Jaquinton Johnson, Jaquinton Jackson has to score a touchdown before they cancel it. Yeah. So okay. So. I'm not handling it very well. It's been very stressful. I just need it. I just need the game to happen. We just need to find out. Um, again, like I, me and my friends have been talking about this, um, like just how, and I know I just said it like when they were coming out, but how electric it would be is if they just got over the surround sound and stuff like that an hour before the game started and just started playing Bad Moon Rising as all of us so, are tailgating. Oh my God. So Rising I can see it. Lose it. I, I can see it like like the stadium goes dark and you all of a sudden you hear like an electric guitar. It's like, Durr, Durr. and then yeah. you see it and then it just goes quiet. And then, and then somebody comes on, they're like, I see a bad moon rising. Everybody just loses their shit. Just, I want that for you now. Oh, God. I'm so nervous for this game. Like just because we lost last year, like it just means so much more. And because of the way Florida fans disrespected my wife after the game. I just want this so bad. Like, I just need yeah. this. So, uh, do, this do might be thing, last just text through it. This, so, just to te- text through it. You got, I mean, go into our little group chat and just text through it. It's a mature thing to do. So, the good news yep, is I also, is, Trace, I also want you to do this. I want you to send me an account I need to follow on Twitter and Instagram so I can be fully invested into the season. Uh, as if I was a Utah Ute fan for maybe ever. Maybe just, it's it's at Justin Trace and do the same thing with Wisconsin. Hmm. Oh, I said um at Twitter at Justin Trace. Justin dot Trace. Yep. So uh, why don't you just follow the uh, just follow the school like Wisconsin football or Utah football? Yeah. No, yeah, there's I, some, I want more than that. Like, there's I want, some good. I want the reporters and stuff. Like I want yeah. the the day to day stuff. Oh, okay. Jesse, I've done the same thing with like Notre Dame and Michigan, uh, and Jesse I've really uh, enjoyed it. So Jesse Jesse Temple is the Wisconsin guy. He's from the Athletic. He's he's phenomenal. Hey, send it to me because I'm gonna forget. Yeah, he will forget. <laughs> okay. Um, also, can we talk about our boy Sam Hartman for Notre Dame? Man, uh, did we not call oh, that? Dude, the stud, the rib necklace. Like, I word- love it. Yeah. Like word for word, what I said was going to happen happened. happened. Yeah, so good. I, God, I love him. He is so awesome. All right, okay, boys and girls. Good luck this weekend. I hope that everybody wins their bets. I hope that the Florida What's Gators fucking win. I hope the Wisconsin Badgers win. I hope Texas Longhorns win. We need this. Don't forget, folks. USC is still soft as fuck. That's all you need to remember for the weekend. Let's ride. Tonight we've been talking football.